you can train hard all you want, but it's how are you going to perform under the lights, under the bright lights, be money. We're under the bright lights with our new setup here. Yeah. yeah. The bright lights. Let's rise to the challenge. I'm hot. Weekend Drive here. We are episode 78. Weighing in with Travis Hartman. I'm B Money, the producer. That over there, as always, is Weekend Trav with a brand new Weekend Trav shirt. It is almost summertime here, but it feels like summertime inside the studio. Uh, Weekend Trav, you're looking good. Thanks, brother. You're always looking fly with the the nice hair, the new shades. Everybody, let's give compliments to to B Money Shades. Hey, they're straight from uh, Australia. It took two weeks to get them, but they're here. Um, So Weekend Trav, it was a a pretty uh, interesting and an exciting night of boxing last night. A lot of good fights that we're going to run down here. Um, Before we get started with that, I want to thank all those that subscribe to our content and listen to our voices on a weekly basis. We appreciate you. We love you. We like you. Maybe we don't love you, but we like you a lot. Uh, feel free to comment below on some things that you want us to talk about. But today we're going to talk about a little recap as to uh, last night. And uh, if you haven't yet to subscribe to us, please do so below. Hit the check box or check mark or thumb up or you know hit the little bell so you know when we're going to release new content on YouTube. But we're on Rumble as well. We're on you know iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify, all the audio podcast sources. But for video, YouTube, and Rumble. So we appreciate you. Uh, Weekend Traff. Anything you want to get into before we jump into the ladies? Just want to remind everybody that every Wednesday now for the last two mm. episode drops, we're dropping episodes on Wednesdays now. Wednesdays New are episodes good. are dropping on Wednesdays, guys. So yeah. stay tuned for Wednesdays. So this comment, this content might be old hat by now because it's been a few days since the fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to us, this is the number one beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor of a boxing gym, shot on a Sunday or Monday. Tonight is Sunday. Our private studio now. Look yeah. how roomy we look, guys. Like, it looks great. So much room. There's so much room for activities. There really is. So we can trav. Uh, we're going to jump right in. Uh, it's Wednesday for you all listening to us or whenever you're catching this episode 78. Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, headlining Madison Square Garden for us last night. April 30th, end of the month. Wow. Big time. They, they did what they needed to do. They brought it. Yeah, I mean, literally... It, people keep trying to give it this title of the biggest women's fight in history. You know, I get it. It was. But I think that they're sliding them by calling it that. Yeah. That was one of the best fights. That's going to go down as not women's fight of the year. That's going to go down as fight of the year candidate yeah. for sure. Uh, Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor. They literally, nobody lost. Even though there was a decision at the end, nobody lost because the fans won we won. Amanda Serrano won for women's boxing. Katie Taylor won for women's boxing. There was no loser. Yeah. And that's I think that's the biggest takeaway for me was that it was exciting. It The buildup delivered. Yes, it definitely did. Now, it's it's tongue-in-cheek to say there was no loser. Yes, there was a loser. Katie Taylor beat Amanda Serrano uh, on the judges' scorecard. Split decision, I believe. It was over um, two rounds. Kind of weird scoring. We'll get to that in a minute. And, and a lot of, um, hmm, there's a, there's a lot of question marks as to that, depending on what camp you're sitting in as to who you think won. Obviously, yep. very competitive round by round by the ladies. Amanda Serrano looked to have Katie Taylor hurt in the fifth, maybe leading up to that, probably the fourth. But the yeah. fifth was the big round. Uh, but Katie Taylor got her legs back 
and proved why she is a big time champion in that weight class. Yeah. So we can trap. Tell me what you tell us, tell all the listeners what you saw through that fight. And then let's talk about the aftermath of the fight. Yeah, the first three rounds I scored for, matter of fact, I'm going to pull my scorecard up. The first three rounds, actually, the first four rounds I gave to Katie Taylor. She was beating Serrano to the punch. She was landing better punches and moving. Serrano wasn't allowed to get started, and that's Katie fought brilliant. And I think you're right. It was the fifth round that was the big round for Serrano. Mm -hmm. It was the first round on my scorecard that I had her winning. So I had her losing one, two, three, and four. Katie Taylor came out there looking crisp, looking fast, was landing the better shots early, mm. and she was. Uh, but after that fourth round, I think that Katie Taylor started slowing down a little bit, and Katie uh, Amanda Serrano literally stuck to her game plan, which is come forward, break her down with the body attack, slow her legs down. So when somebody boxes really well, the main thing you want to do is you break them down with their body. That slows their legs down, and I think that – um, Serrano knew that the first three, four rounds, Serrano was like, you know what? I'm going to lose these rounds, I think, but I'm going to implement game plan. Right. And she did. And she did it very well. Some people gave her one round in that first four. I didn't. I literally gave four rounds to Katie Taylor, but that fifth round, you 100% could have scored a 10, eight round, right. even though there wasn't a knockdown. Right. She was, she was on unsteady legs. She almost went down. Um, Serrano landed so many more punches that right. round right. and, I think a 10-8 round was actually fair. Yeah, so uh, the, a lot of the questions that people have throughout the whole process of watching the ladies' fight, if you've never watched a women's fight, unless they agree to it ahead of time, it's a two-minute round. Okay? And they only went 10 rounds as well. And it was only 10 rounds as well. So these two-minute rounds are very, very crucial, and it could have easily been a different fight if it was a three-minute round. Oh, yeah. I mean that in two different ways we can trap, not just the fact that if Serrano had another minute in round five— who knows? Fight's probably over. Yeah. But rounds one through four, if there was also an extra minute per those rounds as well, Katie Taylor could have easily just put her in a uh, put Amanda Serrano in a position where she could not battle back. Yeah. So it's interesting, but two minute rounds, and this is the outcome of that. And there's now, you know, who knows? It, I think a lot of it comes down to equal pay and whatever else. And even Michaela Mayer is a big advocate of that. Like I'm not fighting three rounds until you know I'm going to get paid to put yeah. my body at risk. Uh, but overall, that was the dis that was the pivot point round was round five yep that was uh, so i think a lot of commentators and people scoring the fight like you probably had that round 10 to 8 okay so now let's walk through beyond round five tell me what you saw from round six looking at 10. my scorecard right now on round five big round for serrano i gave serrano round six round seven and round eight round eight was close but i gave it to serrano because listen here's there's multiple facets of judging a professional boxing match and it's whoever can land the cleaner, more effective punches. Um, you also can look at the damage that is being done as well. And I think that clearly if you looked after the fight, Katie Taylor's face was so much more damaged sure. than Amanda Serrano, which tells you that, yes, um, Serrano ended up landing a lot more punches. She landed more power punches. She landed more punches in general. Um, Katie Taylor's face showed that Katie Taylor was cut. There was blood. We don't usually see that in women's fights. We don't usually see knockouts either in women's fights, right? But we've seen a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. We saw blood. We saw a cut. We saw uh, almost a knockdown. We saw some heavy punches. We saw Katie Taylor staggered. Um, so I, I scored at five, six, seven, eight. I gave Taylor the ninth round and I ended up giving Serrano the 10th round. I scored it a draw. I scored f not a draw. It could have been 
in favor of Serrano. I scored five rounds to five rounds. However, round five could have been a 10-8 round. Sure. And there, I think one of the judges actually did score it a 10-8 round. One of the three judges did. So um, I, I could see... Here's the deal. I think at worst, at worst, that fight should have been a draw. In my opinion, that fight should have been a draw at worst. I was okay with a 96-94 for Katie Taylor. Sure. I was okay with a 96-94 for Amanda Serrano. Sure. I was not okay with a 97-93. Yeah, that was the odd score. That of, was a four-point difference. That was difference. scored to was Katie Taylor. I was not okay yeah. with that. Yeah, that, and, and that's really where a lot of the speculation comes into play, which is typical in boxing. You get it's the weird stuff, man. Yeah, you get the weird uh, judges' scorecards, and then there's uproar, like, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, we saw a little bit on the Josh Taylor fight from last uh, from March. That's what I want to tell people: don't pay attention solely on the the CompuBox numbers because one, Josh Taylor got outlanded by Catterall, right? Yeah. But Josh Taylor still won. Well, Katie Taylor. The, the, the shoe was another, another UK fighter. Katie Taylor got outlanded, yet she still won. So it, it evens itself out. I'm telling you that there, that's why I don't think, again, um, that the, it's May 1st, 2022. Josh Taylor Catterall was not a robbery. Right. And this but is an example because of the same thing. But same thing. I don't like when you look at Twitter and things like that, people saying this was a robbery. I don't think it was a robbery at all. No, and I don't like that. That's no. a terrible word, version to put it. This was yeah. not a robbery. Listen, it's, it's. I mean, we had three judges, and they all saw the fight a little bit differently. Uh, all three of them, really. Yeah, they did. All and, three did. And that is what it is. You know, the fight was here in the States. It was Madison Square Garden. Yes, I know Eddie Hearn was the main promoter on that. Yeah. Jake Paul was the other. So you could say what you want there, but come on, folks. Come on. It was no, based on what three judges saw. Yep. And really, that was a very, very close contest. And, you know, for Katie Taylor to battle back, maybe she did get a little some brownie point love on yeah. some of the scoring. I think what happened was, you're right, I think what happened was after that fifth round where Serrano almost knocked out Katie Taylor, I think that later on the judges were like, oh, my gosh, you know, she fought back a little bit in those close rounds. I think it does. Judges are human. Judges play off emotions, too. Everybody... Everybody kind of does root for the underdog, okay? So going into that fight, Katie Taylor was a slight underdog anyway. Yep. She came out on fire the first three, four rounds, yep. right? And then Serrano took over in the fifth round, sixth, seventh, eighth. And then everybody's like, oh, you know, Katie Taylor's probably done. But then what happens? She fights Stuck back. Around. She necessarily didn't crazily fight back, but she fought back just enough that those judges swayed them. They're like, oh, my gosh, she's fighting way she better than she did around. in the fifth round. You know, and, and, and as we always say, you can't leave it in the hands of the judges. Yeah. Amanda Serrano... If she was able to pour it on over round six through ten, she would have. And to give Amanda Serrano a little credit, too, for hurting this girl. Amanda Serrano, by the way, is coming up. I think she turned pro at like 114. Yeah. She's still that champion, I think, at 126, which is featherweight. She moved all the way up just yeah. to fight uh, Katie Taylor, which was insane because she gave up a lot of weight. But yet, Amanda Serrano still had Katie Taylor hurt. So yeah. I think it was it was a phenomenal fight. Props to Amanda Serrano for jumping up in weight to fight yep. this because she's still the champion of the world in a weight class below that. So she technically um, didn't really lose much there. She was a challenger, so like she's still the world champion at a lower weight class. No, it so she it it's she put on a great performance. Did I think that she could have won? Yes, I would have been okay with a win for her. I would have been okay with a draw. Yeah, yeah. Well, you wanted the draw because that would have helped your. Uh, oh, yeah. Your, your, My little prop bets. Your little prop bets. I threw a little change out there. Thankfully for me, I, I thought it was. I actually draw. had Katie Taylor uh, winning uh, by decision. I didn't choose by decision. I just choose the outright, just outright up, winner. Yeah. And so, um, based on the other bet that I had earlier in that night, and that one, I netted. I cleared three bucks. I made three dollars. But Last you, night, you had a little but bit I didn't of fun. Much. But you had a little bit of fun. But I never bet much. But either way, big time fight. Like you said, it's 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 almost. Um, 
it's disrespectful almost to say that's the the best women's fight ever it because is. it puts that in the box. Listen, if you followed along on social media on Twitter, watching other fighters, male fighters watching this thing, they're all saying, "Holy crap, that was fight of the year right there." And they're bringing it. And you know what? That's exactly what women's boxing needs. We've been an advocate of women's boxing here on this show since we started. If you look at our earlier episodes. Talk about them all. Find them. I think it was maybe like our third episode, fourth episode. We were talking about women's boxing, right? Yep. And so great for for both these ladies. It's great for names like Michaela Mayer. It's great for names like Clarissa Shields. It's great for um, uh, Savannah uh, Savannah Marshall. Marshall, Yep. Uh, There's a, a... Marlena Sparza girl as well. Correct, yep. uh, you have uh, Franchon True Dessert. I know, but she's a woman. I think that she did not have a good fight that that night. But she Every fought the same fight night. I've seen but her fight. It was fight sloppy. And is it was not. Sloppy. Yeah, it was. And you know what? This is what I didn't like when I watched that because that. So Franchon Francon Franchon. Desern Cruz, Cruz Desert, Cruz ended up winning a decision over an eight round or over an eight no girl from yep. Sweden. I think it was yep. a champ actually at one seventy five. Yep. She won the fight, but what I had a hard time doing is that all of the media and everybody, they've really been trying to hype up women's boxing, which, to be fair, it was good they did it for the Serrano fight, the Serrano-Taylor fight, because the hype ended up being exactly what we thought it would be. It was good. But after Desern Cruz won, even the commentators and even Clarissa Shields were like, this is the best she's ever looked. And I was like, no, it wasn't. No. I'm a f- and we've said this. We are very honest about this. I'm a fan of women's boxing. I am. I, I We're advocates for it. We talk about it quite a bit. Right. More than other women's sports. Right. But I'm sorry, Frank John. It was not a good fight. It was sloppy. It was ugly. It was very sloppy. It wasn't very technical. You were you were lunging. You were throwing sloppy punches. Nothing really landed clean. There was a little blood in that fight. But in my opinion, it was not her best fight. And I did not agree one bit with any of the commentators. It's like, let's just keep let's keep everybody on the same on the same um, criticism level. If that was a male fight, they would not have been saying that that was a good fight. They wouldn't have. So I want the same for both. When it's a good fight, call it a good fight. When it's a bad fight, call it a bad fight. Right. Criticize the women boxing just as much as you do the men because that fight was not a good well, fight. Well, I would say I would say during the whole card, you can be very critical of the commentators for that that disown put forward uh, from from what I was watching and listening to. Yeah. They were pretty biased in almost every fight. It seemed yeah. like, uh, but but Cruz Desern. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. But what what, what weight was that at? It was, I think it was light heavy. No, no, it was actually super middleweight. I think one sixty eight. It was a okay. super middleweight. So there's she just, unified the titles. There's just not a lot of ladies in that weight class. There's not. And Clarissa Shields actually fought her pro debut against Franchon, which is her pro debut as well. But then Clarissa Shields decided to go lower weight classes, and then even lower weight classes. So yeah, there's nobody up there. She does kind of run that yeah. that weight. But what's a good stat is that Madison. Madison Square Garden was sold out. I think it said around 19, oh, 20,000 so people were there for Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, which is huge. Yep. And then what's even better, not that they just sold it out. They sold that fight out, and they will sell it out again if they fight because the fight delivered. Absolutely. That is the main thing. You can get people there. Okay, boxing's popular right now. You can get people there, but it's about once you get them there, can you get them back? So that and is, I promise you after that fight, people are coming back. So then that weekend, Trav, is my follow-up question to this fight. Uh, obviously, congratulations, Katie Taylor. Um, next up for them, are we going to be seeing the rematch, or are they going to go two different ways initially and then come back to one another? I think right now, because it is women's boxing and there's not a lot of depth in that division, the rematch has to be right away. There can't be a, a fight in between that. And I think that's fair. I think yeah. four months down the road, they should schedule the next fight. And they're talking about already, Eddie Hearn is talking about, and I know that Katie Taylor's down for the rematch, and I know that Serrano sure. is. 
for them right now, I, I call that this is the making for a trilogy oh. because I think that the rematch, I think I'm ahead of the game for sure, but I think Serrano's going to win the rematch. Hmm. And when they fight that, they're one-to-one. A trilogy. We've never had a women's fighting trilogy because there hasn't been depth in the division, right? Because yeah. one woman gets beat, they're like, okay, we got to move on to the next because there's not enough uh, women in the division. We had to move to the next. So this one, I think Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor can ride off into the sunset and fight three times and end their careers right there because that'll be about a year and a half to two years of that's the only fight they need. And honestly, the way it delivered, they don't need to fight anybody else. They don't need to sell anything else. Sell that fight. And by the sounds of it, Eddie Hearn wants to do it in, in Ireland, which is fair because that's where that KJ is be from. Because yeah. technically, um, New York is, is very Puerto Rican, um, yep. and she's from Puerto Rico, Amanda Serrano. Yep. So you could say that this is kind of in her home state, yep. home crowd. She's Puerto Rican, but you can kind of but say there that. There was a massive crowd for both They're, on the they, Irish Knidget as well. They love it. The English love their fans, man. I tell you what, so, well, the UK, UK, there you the UK, go. UK. Yeah, I, you'll I get blasted for that. I know, KDT. I, the UK fans, yeah. Irish, would definitely get mad at that. So that would be an amazing matchup. And for the pay wise, pay wise, these ladies could easily make double whatever. I don't know what they made on this on this one here. I hope that they're. I hope, and I I, I didn't find that stat yet, but I hope that they're guaranteed at least a million. I hope that. Well, in the ring, I think. In, I think in the ring they were just kind of like tongue in cheek with the with the Q and A, like yeah, next time we'll do it for two mil. So I bet they were. I bet they were guaranteed a mil because one. Uh, Amanda Serrano was guaranteed $500,000 her last fight on Jake Paul's undercard. Yep, yep. Now she's the main event against, yeah. it was a blockbuster. They sold out. I think that, I bet they made over a mil. Ladies, make your money because oh, that was a great fight. And, and listen, it's not just because it's a ladies fight that it was a great fight. It was exactly. a great fight. Exactly. It was a great fight exactly. overall. And that's what I think folks are not paying, well, a lot of people are in the boxing realm paying attention to, but we need more of this. Okay. We need yes. more of this. And, and so we can Trav, that seems to be what well, hopefully they'll line up for both these ladies next. And it's not somebody else coming in. I know Michaela Mayer had mentioned, you know, changing weight to get, you know, fight one of these. I don't want to see that. Plus, based on what we saw last night, Michaela Mayer gets torn to pieces. Yeah, I mean, and I'm a big, we're big fans of Michaela Mayer. I think she's still early in her career, but I think she gets torched by both of those girls. Yes, because they are, they are throwing punches yeah. that she is not accustomed to. But the good thing about that is, like I just said, though, is that. Michaela Mailer has about a year to year and a half to wait because I think these girls have a yeah, trilogy I think waiting. So too. I think they have a trilogy wait. So she'll have a year to year and a half to, to hone her skills in a lot better yeah. because Michaela Mailer needs to set down her punches a lot more because uh, uh, Katie Taylor hits harder than Michaela Mailer. She's faster than Michaela, Michaela Mayer. Amanda Serrano hits a lot harder than, yep. than uh, Michaela Mayer. So if they fought, I, I think right now, and, and this is no disrespect at all, this is just my opinion. Is my expert opinion, you could say, is that I think Amanda Serrano stops Michaela Mayer right now if they fight. I think so. so I think she stops her. So that's the at least what we're looking at. On I the, believe they both are guaranteed a million dollars. Well, good. So maybe it'll be two next time. It should be. They they deserved it. They they put forth a great, great matchup. And fans of boxing, those watching it, were entertained beyond belief. Right. And that weekend, Trav, wasn't even it for the night. Yeah. If you flipped the over. The co-main event on that card, oh, though, yeah, too, was, was uh, Jesse Vargas versus yep. Liam Smith. and. Great fight. Ended up delivering. Um, I think Jesse Vargas was the underdog yes. because he came up to 154 and fought. Yeah. Early on, it was very competitive the first two, three, four rounds. But then you could just see Liam Smith's um, his weight and his size Swarm started down. weighing on him. And this is the first time Jesse Vargas has ever been stopped. The referee did stop it a little bit early, but it was going to happen regardless because he was getting to him. Jesse Vargas didn't look all there, looked a little tired even. Yep. And he was in the best shape of his life, so I think he wasn't even tired. I think it was just that weight. It's a different from 147 to 154 is a big jump. Yeah. 
Yeah. So a, a tough, tough outing for uh, Jesse Vargas. Great night of fights at Madison Square Garden. But that's just that card. Okay, so Weekend Trap, after the women's main event was over, yep. you flip over to the other network, to ESPN Plus, right? Yep. It was on ESPN Plus. You had Shakir Stevenson, and he took on... Oscar Valdez. Bingo. What a fight that Another was. Another big-time fight. And, man, that's... I tell you what. Shakur Stevenson's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is. He is. Sh- sh- the real deal. Now, the fight went the distance. He did a little victory lap with about 10 seconds left in the final round, so I don't really like that part. Yeah. But he proved, hopefully, silenced a lot of haters as he puts on every belt around his body that he is the real deal in that weight class. And let's make no mistake about it. Uh, Oscar Valdez is legit. Absolutely. Oscar Valdez is a legit um, champion. Tough as nails, durable. By the way, this is also, I think this weight class, super featherweight, had only been unified five times in the history of the division. And this was a a unification bout because Shakir had a title and so did Valdez. So that's a big deal when they start. So that's what I love that women's boxing is helping too is because – they're they're fighting the best. It doesn't even matter. Men's now too. Men are now fighting the best and unifying titles. Before it was like four no. different guys had four different belts. I now love, we're unifying more than I ever. I love that I these like. guys once they get more than one belt, they're trying to get all the other ones too, and, and they're delivering. So for yeah, this for, is the WBC and the WBO yep. belts. So for Stevenson now to unify all that crap, I mean they were putting all those belts on him, and you couldn't even see him. It was covering his whole tiny body. Yeah, dude, this was this is amazing, man. I I think that. Shakir Steven is the real deal. It's a 130-pound division, so it's the super featherweight division, if I'm right. Yeah, super featherweight division, 130 pounds. Remember about two years ago, that 130, 135-pound division was hot because mm. we had so we had sure. Lomachenko, sure. Ryan Garcia. It was sure. two years ago. We were like, oh, my gosh, there's Devin Haney. There's Tiafoma Lopez. Now you got George Cambosis. So really from 130 to 135, those guys are still there. Yeah. It's still there. Shakir's right there yeah. at 130. If he wants to jump to that five-pound weight up to 135, dude, he's he's in the mix with Lomachenko's, Tiafoe Lopez, Cambosis, Devin Haney's. His, like, his body frame is a Ryan Garcia's. Yeah, his body frame is a bit like Loma. He's, just, he's a little shorter, right? So I think that would be a tougher move up because a lot of those guys are uh, are pretty big for, for, for being at that weight class. Well, Lomachenko's moved all it from like 126, yeah, though. But he's – okay, so – Freaking nature. I'll say Shakur Stevenson is a real deal, but Loma's a, a different a different ball game, right? So what happens – what happens – what do you think? Do you think that Lomachenko would be the favorite if they fought tomorrow? Him and Shakur Stevenson. Yep. Loma going down in weight now. I think that Shakur would go up, but it, and it wouldn't even be going down no. for Loma because Loma because literally turned about 126. Uh, there have been talks about them fighting. That's why I mentioned it because he's he's now in that point to where he wants to be the pound-for-pound pound best. Shakur says that. If you're the pound-for-pound pound best, one way above I think you, Loma why not? I think Lomachenko is such a tactician in there. It's not the kind of fight that a Shakur Stevenson wants. He had he the last night was a good fight uh, for him setup wise. He had somebody that was going to be an aggressor, Which and pays, yes, and he was able to play off correct. that quite a bit. You look you at both correct. of those guys after the fight and who looked touched up and who didn't. Oh yeah, it was Shakir looked clean. He looked clean. He looked strong, clean, powerful. He's got that lefty stance. Shakir's only twenty four years old. He's five seven, so, so he's not terribly keep in short. Mind, so with a Loma, that would be lefty on lefty, correct? Yeah. And so, and you're going against somebody that is battle tested, very brilliant fight, in there. That would be very interesting, actually. Actually, that would be extremely interesting. We just threw another name into that mix, and that division. You heard it here first. That division, maybe. Yeah, I, I think you should have heard it here first for Lomachenko, sure. Lomachenko, Shakur Stevenson. Let's make it happen. 
Let's do it. Like, and I, I, I feel like Shakur is to the point now where he's very, very. Vladimir Putin stopped battling the U in the Ukraine, so uh, Lomachenko can get back to work. Yeah, really, come on, Putin. Like, let's pull out of there, man. Like, let's just let's stop the violence, let's stop the killing, let's stop the death, and then also, selfishly, let's let these boxers get back to what they do best. Absolutely, Lomachenko, we love you, bro. I know you're over there in Ukraine fighting for your people, but we need to see you back in the ring. Yeah, and Shakur Stevens, that's an interesting play. That would be interesting. I don't, I don't think that Shakur would take it. I don't think so either because it doesn't help his, his budding career. Um, that's a lot of belts that Lomachenko will walk out with but in Lomachenko one fight. Lomachenko doesn't even have the belts anymore because Cambosis has well, them Well, I mean, all, right? on that weight class because yeah. Shakur Stevens is having them depending on what they would put up. See, that's... But that's that adds one. so much to that whole... So that... that What we just talked about briefly in this last, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes was just from April 30th on Saturday night. That's how exciting boxing was. We talked about, uh, obviously, the main event, Serrano versus Katie Taylor. We talked yep. about Liam Smith versus Jesse Vargas. Yep. We talked about um, Franchon Cruz Desern on that same card, I'm just saying. But then on the same night, also with Shakir Stevenson and Oscar Valdez. Like, And by the way, on that card, too, that, that it was the top-ranked card um, on ESPN+. Plus. There was some other – Ollie's grandson. By the way, nice, nice I've been out. talking – I wouldn't say smack. Not smack, but privately to my friends. I'm like, you know, I want to fight Ollie Walsh. I do. But I'll be—I still do. But to be fair, last night, April thirtieth, I thought he looked more legit than he's ever looked. Like not just the knockout. I was watching him; he was going to the body. The, his just—if you're a good. boxer, you know what to watch for. And he actually looked to me like a little bit of a veteran boxer. Like he had more—he he never had an amateur career, I don't believe. So he looked last night like he's been really working at what he's doing. And then he landed a beautiful right hand and knocked this guy out looked really good so that's just last night we can trap you keep mentioning every week this week or this month or in april you had mentioned this is the best month for boxing in this year write it down april give it give us a quick rundown what have we seen this past month and i want you to tell me was i wrong was april not the best month we've well, had so as far, of so far so far yeah and for i'm sure. gonna still stand by it because we still have a lot of months left, right? It's only April. So, so do the quick rundown from the start of what, what you got we're on looking, the notes. By the way, who we forgot, I was going up back over my notes, Triple G also fought. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So right now, I'm just going to run down these amazing fights that happened in the month of April. We had Erickson Lubin versus Sebastian Fandor. Fandor knocked him out in the ninth round. We had Garcia versus Tegu, unanimous decision. Who Tegu? We had, <laughs> we had Michaela Mailer versus Han. Michaela Mailer won. Spence versus Ugas, 10th round stoppage. Great fight. Tyson Fury stops Dillian White in the sixth round. Amazing fight. Chris Billum Smith stops Tommy McCarthy in their rematch. Yep. Amazing fight over in the UK. Shane Mosley Jr. beat Gabe Rosado. Yep. Amazing fight. Jesse Vargas, Liam Smith. Smith, Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor, Shakir Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez. And the list goes on. Man, that was just yeah. in the month. Oh, Triple G as well Triple over G, Murata. Yeah. That just talks about the month of April. That was just April. Just folks. the month of April. So now we are in May, and we can Trav, as we switch gears, we're in the month of May. This That's is it. the week of Cinco de Mayo, which typically means Canelo's fighting, which that is the case this weekend. Canelo is fighting Bival. Yeah, Dimitri Bival. Yeah, so, it's actually a good fight. Yeah, yeah we say that always about Canelo. Like it's yeah. going to be a good fight, but ultimately what ends up happening is that Canelo wins pretty handily. I mean, that's that's the Canelo um, way because he's that he's just that good right now. Also, before Cinco de Mayo, I have to say that May 4th is also my wife's birthday, so oh. I have to wish Irina Hartman a happy birthday. Happy birthday because this, this episode will drop on May 4th. You, and you know what's really cool about um, Canelo yeah. also fighting that weekend is, and that we didn't realize this, but we're also going to celebrate our one-year wedding anniversary, which mm-hmm. is May 15th. 
also Canelo will be celebrating his one-year wedding anniversary. We got married on the same day, the same Ooh. year, everything. Ooh. So besides that, let's get back into Canelo. Canelo is fighting Dimitri Baval, which is, I'm going to tell you guys that this is a legit fight. Canelo is just cementing his legacy more and more with these tough fights because Bival is not an easy fight, period. And I just, kudos to Canelo, man. He's still my pound-for-pound pound number one, like, without a single doubt. And by the way, I'll have to go back real briefly. Shakir Stevenson gave his pound-for-pound uh, pound list. He put him at number one, Shakir Stevenson. He himself. put himself at number yeah, one, yeah. whatever. He put Terrence Crawford at number two. Hmm. I think he put Spence at three, and I think he put Canelo at like four or five. I was like, come on, man. You're just hating right now because seriously, I, I get probably they're all his friends, and I, I know the that. Youth, the, youth but, have, the youth have no idea. But listen to me um, right now. Canelo's pound for pound number one, period. He is. Period. period. There's no but question. Here's the thing. I mean, listen, on this fight, I know you're saying it's going to be competitive, and maybe it will be, but here's the line right now. Last night, it was Canelo favored, and he, his money line was minus 500. It's now minus 525, so he's inching up a little bit even more favored. Well, Dimitri Bival is plus 375. I mean, listen, as of right now on paper, this looks like a pretty clean and easy win for uh, Canelo. Here's the deal. This is why this is a big fight because uh, Bival is the WBA mm. light heavyweight champion. Sure. Canelo actually, even though he went up to light heavyweight and knocked out um, Kovalov, it wasn't for a title. So this is why this is a big deal. This is going to be another belt yeah. in another weight division for Canelo yeah. at 175. So this, there's a lot of um, which is good. implications in this fight because he's never won a title at 175, which is light heavyweight. Well, and he turned pro at 140-something pounds. His camp, in his camp, he's the one doing the heavy lifting because no one else in his camp seems to win. It doesn't seem like any other fighter that's in that camp wants to win. It's because Oscar Valdez was trained by Eddie Reynoso, who is also Canelo's trainer, and Oscar Valdez lost to Shakir Stevenson. Yes, you're yes. correct. You're very correct. Yeah, and, and the neighbor other top name seems to want to leave for a variety of reasons. That's fine. But Canelo, listen, we can drive. You're going to have to really convince me that this is going to be some sort of a great matchup here with Baval. It is. Okay, convince me. But I'm, I'm, I will, but also first, I'm looking here. Canelo Alvarez turned pro at 139 pounds, which is yep. light welterweight. So yep. you have 140 is light welterweight, 147 is welterweight, 154 is light middleweight, 160 is middleweight, 168 is super middleweight, 175 is light heavyweight. He's going up six divisions, yep. and he's won titles in every one of those divisions minus the light heavyweight division. So my mind is blown, and I don't think people realize how amazing that the fact that Canelo is doing this, you guys. And by the way, he's doing this, and he is – it doesn't have his height, but I think – yeah, he does. He's 5'8". He's 5'8". Yeah. Fighting at light heavyweight. Yep. It blows my mind. Okay, so the reason why I think this is going to be a good fight is that – dude, Bavall's Baval can fight, man. Like, well, Baval can fight. Well, of course he could fight. He has a and, belt. Anyone yeah. that has a belt, for the most part, can fight. We know that. Um He's beat some good fighters to get there, too. But I got to be really excited for some reason to watch this thing. And, and for a variety of reasons, but also because yeah. Canelo seems to fight every other month anyway. So Phenomenal. am I going to tune into this one? I'm not sure. I'm really I, not sure. I think you should because there's a couple reasons why. There's a couple guys, Sullivan Barrera, who Bival fought. TKO'd him in the 12th round. Sullivan Barrera is a very tough guy. He's fought guys like he's tw he was 21 and 1 when he fought there. He's fought guys like Andre Ward, who, in my opinion, Andre Ward is one of the best out there. Never got the the credit that deserved. Retired 33 and 0. Still a young guy. Still broadcast for ESPN yep. Plus. Did the Chris Stevenson fight? Amazing guy. Um, Isaac Chalimba. 
12 round decision. Jean Pascal, who Jean Pascal, I believe, fought Bernard Hopkins twice, got a draw once with him. He beat Jean Pascal in a unanimous decision, like, like literally outboxed him cleanly, easily. Joe Smith Jr., who knocked out Bernard Hopkins, Baval beat him in a 12 round decision. Literally won 11 of the 12 rounds on all straw. You're reaching so much. You're talking about guys cards. that beat Bernard Hopkins, dude. How long but ago was that? Not that long ago. So Joe, dude, Bernard Hopkins, okay. John Pascal in 2018, right? Bernard Hopkins won his first, not his first. He won a world title at the age of 49 against John Pascal when John Pascal was like undefeated and like 30 years old. Not long ago, okay. money. Wait, let me, I'll tell you how long ago. Just to give you some a refresher. John Pascal fought Bernard Hopkins in, it's been a while. So it's been a minute. But he's also fought guys like Kovalov. He's fought guys like Kovalov twice. He's listen, Okay, okay, okay. The point is, I'm telling you that don't sleep on Bavol. You never sleep on anything. However, gut check moment, without a bunch of explanation, who wins this fight? What round? I think it goes the distance. Okay. I think Canelo beats Bavol in a 12-round decision. Wow. Okay. That's how much I'm, and maybe I'm over, over giving him over too much credit, but I, I think this is a 12 round fight. I think it's going 12. I think it's seven or eight Canelo. It's done. And it's a very bold, but also could happen because Canelo has done this to us before. I don't think he's going to knock him out, but I think it's going to be too much. Ref's going to step in. Which is, which goes down as a knock anyway. So yeah, I, I, but yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be a knockout. And you know what? I kind of want Listen, I'm a big Canelo fan. I have become a big Canelo fan. I've become a big Tyson Fury fan. I've become a big Canelo fan. So it's not that I don't – I want him to, but I just – I don't think he will. I don't know why, but I hope that I don't end up looking stupid on this, but I think Bivol – is gonna is gonna last twelve rounds. Listen, Canelo by decision isn't paying a whole heck of a lot right now, minus one forty. So you could For be right. Good reason. Yeah, you know we'll see, we'll see. But but you know, but you know, Vegas oddsmakers get it wrong all the time. They yeah, do. Yeah, but they're they pretty, they're pretty good on this stuff. They really yeah. are. It's amazing how how accurate they can be on any sport and and especially on boxing. But either way, so that is this weekend, folks. That is May seventh. Uh, Single the Maya weekend. I don't even know where, what, what where is it on. It's DAZN. It's a pay-per-view. By the way, I'm a little upset with DAZN this. DAZN has talk pay-per-view? About that. They do not. And they they suckered people in to DAZN subscription because they're like, we have no pay-per-views, but you pay a monthly thing. But guess what? This is their very first ever. It's fine. It is because I'm probably going to buy it so because it's Canelo. Mm. But the whole reason I signed up for DAZN was because I was like, sure. I don't ever sure. want to pay pay-per-view again. And guys like Anthony Joshua Weekend fight trap. on there. Weekend trap. Yes. We're going to be drinking that afternoon, May 7th, okay? Mm-hmm. From what I'm aware of, I think I'm going to be here drinking. Oh, yes, we are. So I don't know if you want to spend party. the extra money at that point. I think you might want to go to sleep. This is probably true. I'm going to go to sleep. Mm, probably but true either way, well. okay, so that's this weekend, folks. Listen, we're coming off of a massive, massive month, which we ran down for April. Month, and Weekend Travis called it the best month of the year. Of the year at Overall, this point. Overall, the total. But he thinks the whole, yeah, you, we'll see. I mean, it could easily be because there was a lot of fights jam-packed every weekend, which was great. And we had a lot of greats that fought Tyson Absolutely. Fought. Absolutely. So, Triple G fought. So that. Ryan Garcia, your favorite greatest fighter of all time. Yours as well. I mean, goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, so, so between that, between the Amanda Serrano-Katie Taylor uh, fight that was uh, just yesterday, man, what a, what a great, great time to be a fan of not only sports, but boxing in general, right? combat sports. It's phenomenal. There was a lot of good stuff. We don't cover 
the UFC or cage fighting. We don't cover much of the bare knuckle stuff, but all that stuff is going on at the same time too. Yeah, massive for fans. Big wins, big wins here. Okay, especially you know as as football fans we are, we have to wait. Besides the NFL draft, we have to wait months now for a season to start up. So. Pretty happy. Thank God, boxing took off in April. Absolutely. Not, what else is what sporting wise? Other than there's there's some big soccer going on the Premier League, but other than that, for in the United States, actually global right now because boxing is so global. But it's thank yeah. God that April was huge. But um, I speaking of drinking, I fin we finished this uh, Templeton Rye, yep. which is a is a redo for us. But I'm just wondering to know if i could have some of that quarter horse as okay. well while we're while we're just like uh, gotcha. chilling and talking. so we got the redo quarter as well. horse reserve which, which i was drinking yes i was drinking last week this quarter horse reserve very good uh purists we're sorry we're pouring this in the same cup on the same ice <sighs> so beautiful though so good you get wait you guys hear this if you're listening to us on spotify the ice clinking oh, it's such yeah. a, okay such a good so we can travel let's go to final thoughts well Again, I, I'm a broken record. Don't say boxing's back. I don't. First of all, I wouldn't it's already say, here. I, I wouldn't say boxing's back because it has been here, here for a it's hot here. minute. It's so here. boxing is beautiful right now. It is. Beautiful. And okay. honestly, thank God that boxing's huge because one, I have a personal training business that there is boxing, and because of box, when boxing does well, I do well. Absolutely. So I want it to do well. Plus, I'm a purist in every sense of the word as a fan as a boxer as everything i love boxing so i'm so happy that we actually have content to talk about even your money we this whole month when we've sat down we don't have a set list but when we sat down we're like we have plenty to talk about tons we did we did not have to try that hard this whole month with things to talk about because why because boxing every single weekend was delivering very it wasn't even just like it wasn't even just like hyped up fights it was just like it delivered, which doesn't happen that often because there's a lot of fights that, that, that there's a big buildup and then it's kind of a dud of a fight, right? Every single weekend, I'm not even exaggerating, delivered. We had knockouts of big time fighters. We had stoppages. We had upsets. We had like a little bit of everything. And like, that's what you want in boxing. You want to see that as a fan. You want to see that. And I loved it. I enjoyed yep. it. And again, I did say, I'm not saying boxing is back because I've been saying that for a while. So therefore, boxing is still here and it's going to stay for a minute. But what I'm saying, again, don't forget this. The month of April, I think without a doubt, watch. The month of April, the amount of big-time fighters and big-time fights that happened, we're not going to see it the rest of the year. However, don't get sad because we're going to see multiple big fights in months to come. Like Canelo's fighting the first weekend in May. Massive fight, great fight, but I don't see any more other big fights after that. So you're not going to have a, in, well, you're not going to have a lot concentrated in the matter of a few weeks, yeah. right? It's going to be like spread we out did in April, and so April, yes, we we were spoiled for the month, but that's not to say the rest of the year is not going to be good and entertaining. We'll have plenty to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well, we can travel. That's kind of the end of the episode, right? It is be money. I mean, you could put a bow on this because, like, I think that bow. we've we've smashed everything. And we did really well. We didn't even go on any tangents. No. We, we talked boxing this entire Very good. time. We did a great job. We did. Let's like, I'm going to pat myself on the back. Pat yourself on the back. You did, you did well, even though you weren't all your Green Bay Packers stuff. You did well. I'm happy. I, I think we had a good draft. We won't talk about that now. But I think we had a good draft. And I'm looking forward to football season, you know, in a few months. And so that'll be nice. And it's going to, football season starts about the time where I turn 40 as well. I'm trying to think about maybe going to Lambeau. I'm not sure. I think that would be a fun trip. I feel like B-Money should plan a trip to Lambeau. We'll see. Anyway, so. Who, uh, you're a partial stock owner. Yeah. Or a partial owner. I own uh, 
personally two. Each one of my kids has one each. So we have four shares of a worthless piece of paper that we hang on our walls. And, you know, it's kind of cool. That's really cool. It's very cool. You're pretty much almost like Elon Musk. I really am. I'm like, the. I have a better head of hair. I'm tanner. You do. Uh, but I'm not as cool. Yeah, but you're pretty good looking. He can't buy that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He can't buy that. He can't buy that. I mean, he's an AI guy, so he probably has some kind of a weird, like, facial Well, he might be. A, he, might, he might already be a robot. We don't know He's it. probably an alien because he wants all of us to be aliens. Okay, so this is the that. tangent that we weren't a part of, that, but we started to. But I'm going to go ahead and put the bow on this weekend, Trav. We appreciate Your all boss. of our subscribers, our followers, those that are listening uh, on YouTube or Rumble or iHeartRadio, on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're catching this, Amazon, uh, MP3. You can find us everywhere, really. And we appreciate all of the support. Uh, thank you for our meet to our media partners as well, TH Boxing, IF Enterprises, and Goldstream Financial, as always, for the media uh, support. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Put a bow on it. going to put a bow on it. That there in his blue, beautiful shirt is a weekend draft. That there is B-Money, a.k.a. producer, a.k.a. he does everything, a.k.a. Green Bay Sox go. Mm, okay. Well, God bless.